football podcast. MWR.com is the uh, you know website you can find stuff we write about, screw around with, make rankings, all sorts of things. Today, Matt's not unavailable to join us. So we have another somebody else who uh, does amazing work. Colorado State's. He's he's tired. We got our buddy Josh here to talk about all the games. Plus, we'll get to Colorado at some point. And are you okay? Did you survive the late nights of everything? Yeah, that game took it was four out. That game took over four hours because it kicked off at eight and it didn't end until four thirty or one thirty. Excuse me, because it, it was double overtime. But even without overtime, it was still a four-hour game. It was long, ridiculous. Because I was working, and we'll get to that game in chronological order, like we typically do. I was working. Okay, I'm like, I'm gonna stay at the office doing stuff, watching overtime. No, I'm like, okay, I, I could record it. It's already recorded. I'll come home and watch it, and not and just take my 10 minute drive home. Mm-hmm. I'm fast forwarding. I'm like, okay, I go, okay, let's go like the 340 mark, three hour 40 mark. It's still midway through the fourth quarter. I know it started 20 minutes late, but I was like, dang, now the game lasted forever. But we'll get we'll get to that later. We're gonna start Friday night. Josh, what, uh, what do we make of Utah State and Air Force? Air Force 39-21. Wasn't that close. Is Utah State any good? Like, I was watching this game. I'm like, they switched quarterbacks, which is a good move. Air Force looked amazing and dominant up 22-0 without with blinking the eye in the first quarter. Yeah. I don't know what to make of Utah State. Do we have an idea of what they're up to or what, what's going on? I, I feel like this is the same thing that happened to them against CSU last year where they had to play like four different quarterbacks. Um, where it's like they were coming in off of a good good stretch, and then they just they didn't do well. I mean, I, they they won the CSU game last year, but they they kind of laid an egg. It was like, how do you lay an egg after beating a team seventy eight to twenty eight? Yeah, you can't screw around and fluke your way into almost eighty points. Yeah, I don't care I mean, who you played, right? Yeah, I do. I do think like what is what is Hillstead? Is he a freshman? Yeah. True freshman. He's. I think True he's going to be the guy. He's. Yeah. He, I think he's going to be the guy. He. Like he looks good. Like Cooper Lagau was overthrowing guys, not doing well. Interception he had. And he's even K Hillstead. Like he's throwing darts. He's getting passes where only his guy can get it. And I'm like he's making throws that you don't typically see. And he ended up with three touchdown passes. Amazing second quarter beyond. That the was it was not good for the guy in the first quarter. It was uh, defense was. It's not only the offense well, but defense didn't help themselves with. Falcons running back like Emmanuel Mitchell, I believe, Michael. Three touchdowns. Only This is a ridiculous Air Force stat here, Josh. I'll tell everybody this. Typically, okay, six yards to carry, five yards. Big, big explosive plays. The long run for Emmanuel was eight yards on the night. He had <laughs> three touchdowns. He ran only 3.8 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, 106 yards and 28 attempts. I'm like, that's so a weird Air Force. Like, typically, we'd see what Owen Burke did, who had 110 yards and average seven yards of carry with the big long play. His Emmanuel Michaels uh, stats are a little – I'm not going to say Jordan Bettis. It's not like he had two carries for one yard and two touchdowns. But his yards per play and long is unique for the Falcons offense for being kind of just accumulating numbers. Yeah, but I, I feel like that's that's typical for the triple option um, triple option fullback. I, I feel like the running back last year was, was the um, not the norm for, for that offense, yeah. Or Brad Roberts, those type of guys. It's true, but it's just unique, longer video yards. But yeah. what are we? Because Air Force, here's what they don't look at. Same used to say it's a dang good football team. Like Air Force was struggling last week versus him, couldn't run the ball. They finally broke through that late in the uh, second half to win what 13 to three, I believe it was a really close game. 
Yeah. And so we're thinking, okay, what is the Air Force up? What are they up to? Because they played their FCS team week one. It was Robert Morris. And they just did kind of what they wanted to do versus Utah State. In the second half, they kind of – Utah State figured a few things out. But when they're up 22-0, 32-7 and a half, maybe Utah – I think Utah State found something in their quarterback clearly. But I still – there's still a mystery to me like last year because Weaver State getting their butt kicked last year, FCS team, destroyed versus Alabama, played a million quarterbacks because everybody got hurt. They brought and here's the dumbest play call. They bring in what does Levi Williams do, John? If you put in Levi Williams for one play at quarterback, what is he doing? He's running the he, he can't throw to save his life. The most obvious play on shotgun or was it of some goal line play at the four yeah. yard line. Oh, let's do a step not even a step back to attempt, just a catch and go and like everybody in the world knew what was coming, Coach Anderson. Like that was the worst play call ever. At least do some sort of fake, some sort of do something to make the defense oh, he might actually do something, but that was stupid. And he got two, two attempts for minus one yard. There's no running game really for Utah, Utah State because I thought, oh, you have Briggs didn't even play. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why the transfer. He didn't do anything this game. Like they had to. It's Utah State's just maybe they're going to be better with this guy with Hillstead, but I don't. I, Utah State's been the weirdest team to pass like ever since they won the conference title. They, the Pat last year and so far this year, they're like I don't know what to make of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, Utah State gave well, they gave up five sacks. Yeah. Their two of their first what one two three four half of, so the, of their first four drives, two of them ended in turnovers. Yeah. The one that really killed them was they got down to Air Force's twenty three and Cooper Lagoff threw an interception. Um, I I don't like I like Hillstead. I watch I watched that game. I had it on. Mm-hmm. He he did great for them. My only concern. Is he's he's listed at five ten. <laughs> List air quotes listed. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't. I mean, he had a two thirds completion percentage. He did. He was two hundred two yards with three touchdowns. I mean, we'll see if he can keep it up. But we'll see. We'll see because we've seen this a lot. Where look at UNLV last year, where quarterback Doug Brumfield goes out. They have like Justin Rogers come in, a bunch of different guys, or any team that brings a new quarterback mid-game, they'll get that burst of adrenaline and, oh, crap, who, the other team's like, who's this guy? We've never seen him before. They play well. Next week, yes, they're playing James Madison, who's a good team at home. But it's like they'll be in the situation where it's where he prepares, but his uh, success rate may not be there because, oh, I'm getting I'm getting the playing time. I come in. I do well. I see that a lot. Not to say, like, oh, put the cover. You never know. Maybe he's just that good. But – did Madison, they'll get to see what he did last week versus Air Force, I guess, a couple days ago. And they'll actually get a full – assuming he's a start out, make the more sense. He played quite well. But it could be that adrenaline factor. You get in, you just go out there and sling it. Mm-hmm. And then he could come back to Earth a bit. So there's a concern with that. But Utah State, they showed enough to me. I'm like, okay, there could be something there with him and the second half. But Air Force, this this conference, like we talk about all these games. Air Force is really good. Utah State looks to be frisky. Wyoming's better than I thought they were. Fresno State. CSU and the Colorado game we'll talk about. They look much improved with the, the Norvell air air passing offense. We'll see there. Um, we got um, – we'll see what Boise State can do. Who knows? UNLV beat Vanderbilt. Like this league is going to be wild and crazy overall. It's interesting. All right, let's go to the next game. We, there's nothing more mentioned on this game. Let's go to – I guess the next game. Is it technically Texas and Wyoming? Is that the next game on our list here? Is that kind of – Hold on, let me pull up. Uh, if we're going time order, do we need to be 100 percent accurate on this? Well, I mean, if you want to, give me a second. I'll pull up my bet. I'll pull up my bets article. I put it in order. 
I did too. Oh no, it was Boise State because they kicked oh, off 10 at ten o'clock in the morning. That, oh my god! I, I don't want to spend too much time in this game. They won forty two eighteen. I do remember like like there was an early game. I don't know why. Maybe I have Texas as a favorite team for some reason. I don't know why. But, I, I will say, I will say, I have two two things to take away from this game. Eric McAllister is a real deal. Mm-hmm. And this game was closer than the score indicated. It was yeah, it was twenty one six at halftime. It took Boise a minute to get going. They it was not yeah, I, I kinda watched part of the yeah, but McAllister point two touchdowns, hundred something yards. Um it it's not like North Dakota did a lot to move the ball because they only had eighteen points. They didn't run the ball they only had a yard of play running the ball, passing wasn't great. <laughs> but it was close. It took a minute. Yeah. It was like a slow here's, burn. Here's the other thing. North Dakota only had 183 yards. So. Yeah. Turnovers yeah. for Boise State to keep it close. They had three. Yeah. And you're right. Because I was watching this game. Like, wait. First, I was kind of watching following along. Because I had some stuff in the morning. Okay, they're up 7-0. And it happens. You kind of get a slow start. But Boise punched multiple times. They do they do get the recover or fumble. They score a touchdown a couple plays later. But in the second half, interception onto a touchdown. Fumble led to a touchdown. Like there were times where this, like single plays, not like going drives, like four or five, six, seven plays. Those turnovers were on the first play of the possession, two of them. And that's it's. I think was it two or three? They're all they're all um yeah two two are like that. But it's game like it's. George Lonnie didn't play again. Didn't need him to play just because whatever happened last week. I guess it's good to see John Brady, John Brady's Dubard come in and play, but it was just. They were gonna win. This is a this is also sign of a pretty good team, even though Josh, they keep it it's kinda of closer to what we think because turnovers mm-hmm. allowed North Dakota to come in. But it, but how many teams lost FCS? Like look at well, we've seen FCS up to yeah, Stanford. I was gonna mention yeah, Troy Taylor beat beat his old team. Or lost, lost his old team. So excuse team. me, lost his old team. Apologies. Sac State beat Stanford. So you never know what could happen. Idaho was beating beat the crap out of Nevada. Idaho was beating Cal this weekend until Cal pulled away. And so you win by 20-something points, that's good. But they has got a few things to clean up. Like, there's not much to take away just besides not losing. But don't turn the ball over. And it is good to see a receiver, because that's Josh, you've seen this team. Like, what receivers they have. What's what's Stephen Cobb's going to do? What's all these guys, Riley Smith going to do? Yeah. Billy Bone. So seeing a receiver step up is hopefully good for the future for those fans at Broncos. Yeah. Next game, there's no more to talk about. FCS victory. Is it um, – what's the next order? Do you have in front of you? I can go off. Oregon, Oregon State, San Diego State. 26-9 was, was so, the score. Yeah. And they covered, which helped me quite a bit. I don't know something I did over the weekend, so I appreciate that happening. The chainsaw, is that the big story of the game? <laughs> the turnover chainsaw. Well, so that that is a Pacific Northwest thing because the totally. soccer team the soccer team actually does the same thing, the, um, the Portland Timbers. They um whenever they score a goal, they literally have like a, a lumberjack take a chainsaw and cut a piece off of like a log. So wow. it, it, it at least it's thematic throughout throughout, so it at least makes sense. Um I don't so just one one thing I is like I so there's the highlight video of the the um the offensive lineman catching the pass. <laughs> and Matt yeah. tweeted something and I forget what exactly what he tweeted, but I responded with was like you know, this is one of those, you know, those, the, how did I word it? It was like, it was something along the lines of, this is one of those games that teams just 
throw everything in the game plan, even if it's not going to work, because they want to practice it in game situations. And like this is that game for Oregon State. And and you could tell because I, I was I listened to the game for a little bit before turning it off. And um, one of the things I heard uh, was that uh, DJ, uh, the Oregon State quarterback, I'm not going to try and pronounce yeah. his last name. Um, no yeah, had 11 interceptions, or not interceptions, excuse me, incompletions coming into this game. He and he well. had he had 16, but he had he averaged nine yards. Yeah, I was gonna say he was tearing that, it up downfield. Yeah, he had 200. He had 14 completions for 284 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. So San Diego State's defense is still there, kind of. You're right. Yeah, kind, kind of. of like forcing completions, forcing turnovers. But let's see, 75 yard play to Anthony Gold, 31 yards to Jack Valley, 31 to Silas Bolden. 35 to Rhea uh, Munagji, I'm going to say. Five, they're very explosive on the downfield. Every time he threw the ball, it was caught for nine and a half yards. Yeah. And so, not even, yeah, even if it's dropped, like that. So, you're right. Defense is kind of there where forcing interception. But the offense, like, it's weird. It's Jalen made it 250 yards, 66 completion percentage rate. That's really good for what we typically see from an Aztecs quarterback. Running game, Jalen Armstead, okay, a touchdown, but it's non-existent. Like I put in, I don't remember some something I wrote, something I wrote up. I forget what it was earlier in the week, or maybe it's the power rankings thing I put up on midweek. Okay, they are above average defense, not elite. Quarterbacks, okay. Running backs, barely average. This team can't win consistently if their defense isn't elite and the running back running game is above average. Quarterback play seems to be middle of the pack at times, maybe. I haven't done my QB rankings this year. I might start up this week because I want to see some see everybody play. But they're not elite. if they're not elite defense, they're not a good team. Yeah. And Oregon State's really really good. So holding what they did defensively was great. But what do they do with the turnovers? Like they they weren't able to convert as much as they wanted to and everything. Where they only scored nine points, six in the second half. They got the field goal in the first. Um, they missed a field goal as well. I wonder how long that one was. I didn't see. Yeah, it's a forty eight yarder. That's a college kicker. But also, like you have Oregon State missing field goals, but on the turnover front, they got they did well. They got the touchdown, but then they went back to back interceptions. So they missed two field goals in the game. It's it, it, they off like I thought Ryan Lindley being there would help them throw the ball a bit more, which it is. But the running game and offensive line is not helping. Like they cannot, they're they can't be what they used to be. It's where they had. I know we're not expecting Donald Pumphrey or Richard Penny to come in for two thousand yard seasons. Yeah. But they're not running the ball. They were there were six sacks in this game, Josh. Six sacks, yeah. nine TFLs. Like it's ridiculously yeah, bad. Who's? Let me look at San Diego State's schedule. They have zero sacks in forty-two for their defensive front. So there's that to consider yeah. as well. But I mean, so you're 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 playing Air Force. Good luck. Fresno State for the last game. You got CSU. They're skipping Wyoming, so they don't have to face that defensive front. But like they're not they're not going to survive on that. No, what do what do they do good? Tell me what 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 is one thing if you tell me, Josh? What does San Diego State do extremely well? Be average. <laughs> That's not what you want. <laughs> I, I, like if if you if you were to just look at the quarterbacks box score, like it's actually not bad. It's what ten of sixteen, so five of eight. So yeah, 
was like 50 something well questions that actually isn't that good it's like 62 percent or something like that for 256 yards for him for asset qb that's really good yeah but they just couldn't finish drives it's similar to utah state a little bit they just couldn't finish they're down five of 15 they're deep like their defense did they're like defense did fine they again dg you had a few all 16 incompletions picked them off twice four of 11 on third down allowed they were outgained, obviously, but the rushing game was not great. They had a couple of big plays they'd given up, but they're just a team where if they're not elite defense, they're and they can they struggle nine points, man. Like you're gonna tell me this Air Force defense they play is going to just let like no, they're not gonna move the ball against Air Force. Fresno State shut up. Whatever you think about ASU, they shut them out. Like they struggled versus Idaho State. They should have lost. They would have lost to Idaho if, if Rourke work was not injured because mm-hmm. I Ohio I think beat beat a. Big Ten team that they beat this past weekend. They beat some like really low scoring game. They beat Iowa State. State. That's what it was. Iowa State, yeah, low scoring game. But so they beat a Big Ten or excuse me, Big Twelve team. Think of the other Iowa team there. It was yeah, ten (laughs) seven. They struggled offensively because they beat FAU by a little bit. They barely beat Long Island. But Aztecs don't do anything great. If you want to be a contender, you're going to be at least great at something. And they're missing, missing field goals. Offensive line can't block anybody, which means you can't run the ball, which means you're relying on Maiden. And he had to run – okay, this is credited runs. I'm assuming include sacks. Four, he had 14 carries, nine yards, along the 24 before sack yards are included. And he was sacked six times. I don't know, man. They're they're just an okay team. Like, like, are they even good? Like, you see their average. Like, are they – who's – have you done your power rankings this week? Have you looked over the teams yet of what you're considering? Yeah, I, I put it in. I think I put them bottom half. Yeah, because like they're I think probably I put them below CSU. Hey, CSU showed up. We'll get to them in a minute, but yeah, they showed up and played. So I same thing. Like I, I put them around Utah State kind of at this point. Yeah. Where that's lower because I think even though State, I don't know, San Jose, San Jose State lost to Toledo. We'll get to that, but I don't think they're better than Air Force. Not better than Boise. Not better than Fresno. Maybe UNLV range. I don't know. There, there's a lot of muddling in there, but we'll see. All right, what do we got next year? What's your order? Vanderbilt and UNLV. Hey, Rebels, you, you overcome a big deficit and win? That's very surprising and awesome. They go. I, don't, I, will, I, will, I will say uh, UNLV had the big lead at one point. Oh, what was it? 30 to 17, UNLV was up at one point. Yeah, well, I know they overcame and they're behind and got the lead because they scored 20 second quarter points. They were yeah. up, what, 20? Yeah, they're up 37-17, or excuse me, 30-17. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say big league. They were down a bit to Vanderbilt, nothing crazy. But think of it this way. When's the last time you seen a UNLV team come back from 17-0 and be competitive? Not very often. If that happens, they're getting they're losing 44-7. to Yeah. I mean, they, they should have lost this game. I mean, you, yeah. you, uh, Vanderbilt had four turnovers. They mm-hmm. fumbled the ball. All five times. <laughs> oh my goodness, so bad. Um, their quarterback was responsible for two of those. Uh, he threw an interception. Those returned for a touchdown. I mean, Vanderbilt got it back. I'm not saying you know he's not without fault. They fumbled. Vanderbilt returned that for a touchdown. Doesn't help, yeah. Uh, yeah. So one thing about this, you had no Doug Brumfield or he barely played. You had a uh, Jaden Maeve play quite well. I think Brumfield got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's in. Yeah, it drives my mind. We didn't play to pick, but I so that's good. No, well, not good, but that he came in and did what he wanted, did what he wanted to do and move the ball a bit. So they have this big lead. 
And I don't remember, like, when's us not I'm just rhetorical here, like, when's the last time they had that big lead you mentioned against any team, let alone, yes, it's Vanderbilt. Yes, it's whatever you want to make your jokes about the Commodores and SEC team number 13 or 14 or whatever. And Missouri, maybe 14 or 14, because Missouri did win this weekend over K-State. But Rebels sure. don't beat these teams or beat these type of games, win these type of games when they, they get behind, they get up, they give up – 20 you tell me they get 24th quarter points like that's usually go it's disaster not not gonna happen the last performance i can maybe think of is the triple overtime win over wyoming oh yeah that was one the campus insiders game we finally found like two years ago (laughs) i felt i had some random guy dm me on reddit with a link to it amazing yeah those type of game yeah that game is one of the craziest ones in conference history but they almost gave this game away like the interception at the end like you mentioned the missed field goal and then Rebels go down and rebound. Like, that field goal, a 33-yard field goal, and you miss it? Like, maybe you you really could have moved the ball and scored, but there was 40, 45 seconds left in the game when that was missed. And I figured yeah. the game was over. And so if we go backwards, like, okay, good recovery, missed a field goal, interception. It was, that fourth quarter is bonkers, 30 points. I yeah. What I like about UNLV, like, Ricky White showed up for once. Like, he had a huge game with a new quarterback <laughs> with 165 yards. Yeah, but he didn't score. Okay. Why? Do you have a, are you concerned about that? Do you have a, a player prop you're well, I mean, like, <laughs> well, so how many touchdowns did they did UNLV actually score? Hold on. I got a one Three? offensive touchdowns. I kind of one, two. Three, yeah. They scored yeah. 40 points and did three offensive touchdowns. Love it. Two, two of them were rushing, but only one of them was passing. It's okay. That's fine. Hey, forty points to forty points, man. Yeah. So that that's okay. I'm I'm fine with that, right? Why not? They had the fumble return for the touchdown, which is nice. They had a lot of field goals. They missed field goals. Yeah. They had they did they converted on both turnovers. Here's the big thing: that their defense helped the offense out returning both fumbles for touchdowns. One was returned on the play, and one was obviously in the first a little bit third quarter to go up thirty to seventeen, where they had the fumble recovery, and then went down the field. I'm not sure of the severity of uh, Doug Brumfield, but it's good to see Maeva come in and do well. Uh, running game, still, they ran a million guys, whatever. It worked well enough, right? Yeah. So, Rebels, six wins, maybe? Is this a six-win rep team we're talking about? Let's see. <laughs> Two and one, they got, maybe. They got UTEP next. That's probably. probably a win. I think they can handle it. Well, don't tell Boise State fans. I'll tell you that's not a win at all because last year. <laughs> They lost to Arizona 31 to 10, and they lost to Northwestern 38 to 7. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They got Hawaii's not great, Nevada will see. They have a reasonably favorable schedule. All right, anything else on the Rebels, or they got the win and good for them? They got the win and good for them. That's excellent. All right, what are we going next? Are we going to Texas, Wyoming? Are we there yet? Are we at the Cowboys? No, we're on San Jose ah! State and Toledo. I hated this game. They lose 21-17. On a pick six. I know. I'm like, here's what's annoying. So if everybody, everybody saw the PFF college post, which was totally inaccurate over the weekend, the 90, it was what they put. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shitter thing, which is funny. He picked pick two. both threw a pick <laughs> this weekend. I know. So what it was, they put the quarterback with the most attempts without interception, 90, which is good, clearly. And then – Twitter, I didn't know Twitter has this like a note section to kind of verify or fact check. PFF says it's actually at ESPN stats. 
And San Jose State's Javon Cordero, who had 91 attempts with zero interceptions. And so that was fun. I'm surprised they kept it up for so long. I'm like, you guys, I pay for the website, and you guys do that simple stat, and you miss it. Did they, get, did they finally delete it? I never saw it deleted. I It was there okay. I, It was there throughout, so they're sticking in or because they want to take advantage of Colorado. They could have said to be the lame Power 5 quarterback. Like that's stupid. Well, I, I saw a lot of people say like, "Oh, well, he played one more game," and a lot of people were like, "So that's a new, that's a new defense you're facing too, right?" Yeah. And it's one completion, right? Who you know what I mean? It's not like it was an Air Force quarterback or Army or Navy guy or some triple option team that was. Well, that's different. Never mind. Nah, that doesn't make sense. I'm moving on from. I think I something backwards. 21-17 to lose. Pick six. Cordero threw his first interception of the year. Can I just complain about Kyrie Robinson again? I don't want to talk about him, but I need to. Because every time, if he – right? He's so frustrated. He's, I was like, hold on. Let me look at his career stats real quick because I didn't think he was that good coming in. He's always then, been, like, hit or miss. Like, he's always been the main running back. But like, this – for example, this game. 14 carries, 50 yards, a touchdown, 3.6 yards per carry. I mean, he should be getting – I'm not saying he should be the best runner in the conference, but give me 75 yards a game for your main running back. The way they throw the ball, you think it would open up the ground game. For all good, it was shaped. Well, who did he have the touchdowns? I guess it was all came against Cal Poly. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He has four touchdowns on the year. It was yeah. like he, has two, he, has 40, he has 39 carries for 202 yards. Which yeah, but, the, but the Cal Poly game, he had 150 yards against Cal Poly. Yeah, so he's 50 yards in all of his other games. Yeah. I mean, his career-long run is 39. Wow, that's interesting. Like, I mean, he he is 5'7", 190, so he's kind of small. He was nominated for the award, but I saw a stat line. I'm like, eh. He's, like, he's okay. They need, like, Cole Conley came from Utah Tech to be a bit better. That would help a lot. Like, if you have two guys who get 130 yards a game approximately, these guys got 61 in this game. But if you get two backs that go, like, a 70, and a 75, and 55 guy, that would be really good. Yeah. But he, he, he also carries the bulk of the ball 14 times. He's just a guy kind of – maybe I'm making too much of it, but I just noticed, like, when they lose or don't play well, he's usually the reason why there's something's not going right. And it doesn't – like, and I'm glad Nick Nash finally showed up because he had negative yards passing last – or receiving last week. He had a big game. But the pick six just killed. Like, they couldn't move the ball. Like, the first quarter, nothing. Toledo's defense was holding them down. Even though San Jose State did better on third down, they were aggressive on fourth down, didn't get any. They had fewer penalties, fewer turnovers, and they still lose this game. They're plus two and can't take care of business. They should have won this game. I guess I just have to ask this question. Does anybody in this conference have an offensive line? (sighs) Air Force, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's because they don't pass. So, I don't, hey, running's important in football, if you haven't noticed, noticed Josh. <laughs> no, I know. It was like, Toledo had five sacks. Yeah. That's, I don't know. They only, they only, threw, they only had 92 passing yards. Wow. Yeah. Like, the fourth quarter was abysmal. They, after they got the touchdown, they're up 17-7. Okay, they're up 17-7 in this game. Then they, next possession. Three plays punt, pick six, five plays, three plays, four plays turnover and downs. Then they end the game with they punt the freaking ball with a minute 56 left. What are they doing? Yeah. Like, I know it's fourth and 18, coach. Go for it, man. What's your deal? You were sitting at 
basically midfield. What were you expecting to do? I don't know their timeout situation. So I mean, wonder if they let's see timeout and they had two timeouts in that situation. Like okay, maybe, but you have a really good quarterback. You have some receivers out there. Move, do something. Don't, don't. I don't care. It's fourth eighteen. Set yourself up earlier because there was a freaking what was it the uh, sack on third and ten? That was the problem. It's like wait, uh, it's just frustrating. My coaches do that. Like you're down four. You two minutes left. You've done nothing all. You've done nothing all game outside of this drive. Go for it. This is your only drive in the fourth quarter that was worth anything, or even the second half actually. Not even that because the touchdown they scored was still four plays in the short field. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. You can tell. I'm mad at this team. What's going on? I thought they were going to be good. I mean, we, all, we all thought it. We all. I think losing the weapons on offense hurt. Losing their defense has been keep was kept them in a lot of games the past couple of years. And I think it's finally starting to catch up to them. Yeah, they lose Lemmy Fahoko and Kate Hall. That's a big loss. Yeah. But, and then they got, yes, about seven TFLs, five sacks. It's We'll figure out that. That's a good point. The offense, I want to figure that out. All right, what do we got next year? Next game. Wyoming, it's it's that time. It's Wyoming. Ah, time. hook them. No, I shouldn't say that on the spot. I should say horns down. That's what the right term is for this game. Wyoming. So, quick, quick side note before we start. Maybe Wyoming has the offensive line because they only gave up one sack. Yeah, there it is against the Texas. Yeah, there you go. 31-10. This game was well, I mean, tied 10 to 10 third quarter. All it came down to, honestly, and I didn't watch this game. I can't. I don't have Longhorn Network, so I'm just spitting stuff here. But fourth quarter, it's pro- I guarantee what happened. It's just too hot, uh, too hot because it's late afternoon game. They're they're just getting beat up. It was just Texas just has more big guys out there. Yeah. Like, but if you look at the overall numbers of this game, like we'll get to that fourth quarter in a minute. But well, I mean, did what they need to. What? Won the possession battle for 38 minutes. They were even on turnovers, fewer penalties. But, uh, they held Texas to four, 12 on third down. So they did a lot to think, hey, there's a reason that they reason they could win this game. But they get tired. They get just a fourth quarter. It's just the depth isn't quite there for what you think what they for going up against a team that beat Alabama last week and they're not great right now this year. But they still but they're still a team that people really really like. Like the problem was, wasn't there a, the pick six is no either? That was a pretty big deal. I've never seen that here. The uh, Jared Thompson picked off. So it's like, okay, there's Zap. That kind of just that basically sealed the game because they're down seven, or should be down 14 with nine minutes left in the game. So, okay, okay, there's a chance. They're driving. They had moved a couple plays. But the field, that field goal, that 17 play, this is totally an academy drive, Josh, here. You see this drive, 17 plays, 77 yards, 10-22. That's how they're trying to win a game. <laughs> well, it was like, well, like you said, we, we keep mentioning we'll get to CUCSU, but it was like CSU had almost the same drive. And like, that's what it like. That's what it takes for Mountain West teams to win big games. It's like, you have to have those long sustained drives and the depth too. If there's that, because we'll talk about the Colorado State last the little bit they have. I thought I thought they had it, but yeah, this matchup is good. So they like even Quinn Ewers, who I don't know if they were just oh, beat Alabama, it's Wyoming, whatever. There could be a little bit of okay, we're playing this team, we probably should win. We and the score's closer closer than what it was clearly because Texas kind of just not just, even even if they won twenty four ten, 
people are still questioning a three touchdown win. But they like Quinn Ewers didn't play extremely well. Not they needed to. Uh, Jonathan Brooks is what really killed them. But also he had for the running back had 61 yards of one carry. So, but I don't know. It was a that's, even if you take that away, that's still five yards of carry. Yeah, yeah that's what I say. It's still good. And then you see Harrison Whaley untouched for his first touchdown. That was amazing. Yeah. Like the running game's there. He had 110 yards. So he had that huge 60 yard play. It's like, oh, this game's going on. But that's the man Brooks killed him. They didn't throw to that many receivers. They threw. Reasonably deep, did a couple big plays, but nothing wild outside of that 44 yarder. But Wyoming should be proud, and like Coach Bowles, like okay, we showed that we could play with a really good team for most of the for most of a game, and their defense did pretty well for the I most part. For, yeah, for the most part. I, I, I wish I could watch this again. Maybe I'll go find some YouTube or there's a YouTube page. It's like Jot. Let me find what it is. It's a uh, this guy. It's called what's his name here. They do like I'll watch if I can't watch all these games. Got to prepare for this and stuff. They'll put games like for like 45 minutes. Like, th- like it's not those games. Oh like- yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. It's like CFB in 30 minutes or something like that. It's called something else, but they'll do a handful of games. I can't find it now. I don't know what people know about it. Cause it's such a good, it's, um, it's something the guy likes ball. I forgot. Why can't I find it? I am annoyed right now. That I can't find this, but I will, I know I put it in our, Oh, here it is. Yeah. Matthew loves ball. So you go there and he'll put games like they're quick. They may be like, like, he puts them up quick. I mean, like, they're about 25 to 35 minutes for college football, college basketball. But that's a good resource. If you ever miss a game, you're going, okay, I saw the 10 minutes in the highlights or the Mountain West highlights are three minutes. I want to see a bit more. So it's they're, like, within 30-ish minutes. Like, right now you can watch South Carolina, Georgia. They have Stenson, Montana State. They have some weird games on here, Alabama, South Florida. But that's scary. That's why I don't, I don't think they even got it on here. Fresno State, if you want to go back and watch that. You can always do – that's what I kind of do sometimes. But I wish I could have seen even his website. He does not have that game. He does a sporadic number of games. So it's always weird to find. But that's a good one to go check out. But if you can find them, go find that game. I'd be curious to watch more of it and see how well he did because the offensive line played well. They ran the ball pretty – like really good actually. Like four yards to carry, and they're only sacked one time. So I, I'm fine with the performance. Most people are like, oh, they're going to beat them 50 to 10. Not the case. Yeah, I do think it was a little bit of an Alabama hangover. Yeah, for sure, I can see that. And and then, but then here's the thing: it took him until way late in the fourth quarter. That's better than halftime. Like, oh crap, we're t- we're we're only up ten seven. So it, there's that, but it took him forever to figure things out. So, are you ready for it? Have you delayed long enough? Are you good? Or how are you? How are you feeling today? I'm good. We can keep going. Colorado State, Colorado, Colorado. Was this all just stupid, everything before the game, all the stuff that's going yes. on? Yes. Is that your short answer? Like, what? Yeah, it was like, because it was like, all right, we had Mark Jones on the ESPN announcer. I like Lewis Riddick. I, I think he's cool. But Mark Jones should never be allowed in the state of Colorado again. Why um, is that? Not I for thought, this game. Not I had that mute, mute for a lot of the reason. I, I for working. I listened here and there, and I, there's some weird stuff I heard, but what was he specifically saying about well, no, no, it wasn't anything in this game. It's um, I'm surprised uh, he has a Nikola Jokic um, tractor, so it, ah. he should never be allowed to stay in Colorado again. I see. Um, okay. But he was just, it was Lewis Riddick was giving CSU their due. Mm-hmm. Mark Jones was, if Mark Jones wasn't forced to do it, he wouldn't have. It would have been all Dion the entire time. That's what it seemed like, and I get that's the big story. But I told people like, why work? Because we. It's all like 
obviously people are aware. So we talk a lot of Pac-12 Utah. We have other properties like in Denver. So we bring this one guy and talk about Denver stuff and talk Colorado. Cause that's a huge story. Like everybody's talking about it. When I was recording the preview podcast solo, that Jay Norville stuff came in right away. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Give me an extra five minutes going solo to help, help build some time to talk about this stuff. But they asked me like, Hey, you know, the mountain stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, they like, Oh, who like can Colorado state do anything? I'm like, yeah, it'll be tough. They change quarterbacks. But I specifically said Tory Horton, best receiver on the field, probably any game of the season, and definitely this one. And he showed it. Like, he's better than – like, that pass will get you. Like, when he – I'm like, oh, trick play. He must be open because I didn't see it live. I go back. I'm like, that dude was covered. Perfect throw. But the receiving, like, NFL stuff, like, Rams have the receivers out there. They have – their quarterback will get to with – we'll see what, what's going on because, obviously, they did not go with um, – Oh crap, Clay Millen. But overall, like this game was this is probably the most entertaining game of the day. You had Alabama South Florida that was close and interesting. I know Tennessee Florida, but this game was the game of the day. You had I, re, I realized a lot of it was the prime effect, and it really was. But you had like you had CSU take advantage of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you mentioned Tory Horton in the in the past, but it was like all right. For the first time in CSU history, CSU had three receivers go over 100 yards. It was like they they took it. I think we were I was on the CSU boards throughout the week after the comments, and we're like a couple of people are like he plea uh, Norvell was like he he purposely stated that those comments, and it's like it, I believe it was kind of true because he's like all right oh, they're totally. talking about us they're not talking about us so let me put something in their minds so like and a lot of one of my thoughts was like he said this kind of like Sean Payton did with Russ when he made the comments about Hackett, where it's like, all right, you're going to come after me and leave them alone. You're yeah. not, don't worry about them. Everything's fine. Just come after me. I'll take it. Let my guys concentrate. I'll take the brunt. Yeah. It was weird. Like I was watching, I'm like, okay, I, I think I even put my article, but like, oh, he's totally telling his team something because he's no dummy. Like, okay, game day going there, college football, whatever the, Fox show is. I don't really watch this anymore, but whatever. They're there. It's a big deal. Like, they show because it's, it's Colorado. Like, their season legitimately has been amazing. Nobody thought they'd be this improved this well, quickly. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I'm saying no. The winning, like, how they, they've won games. Like, they were pathetic the past, last year or two. Like, it's all Deion Sanders. But, I mean, they won I, more. There are three games them. last year. That's all I'm saying. They, they're winning better, but... They're not. I don't still. They're gonna get their butt kicked when they play Oregon. They're a twenty-point underdog for a reason this weekend. I was like, if Nebraska had a competent quarterback, I know they would have won that game. Their defense so is terrible. Coming like, into this, coming into the CSU game, CU was bottom ten in rushing defense, yeah. bottom twenty in total defense, and they were giving up six sacks a game. So it was like it was a perfect opportunity for CSU to go aggressive, which is what they did. And that was one of the things that got lost in the, the hat and glasses, whatever you want to call it. Shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Norvell came out and said, you know, it was like he took he took the blame for the loss and then he got a he got he was conservative with his play call and he 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 admitted that and he said it was his fault. Go for two! What are you doing? Go for two to win. Well no no, no. hold on. Before this is before the game. That's, this is on I, this is on Wednesday. Oh, but we're um, here. moving ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're fine. We'll get to that too. But it was like, and then he caught a lot of flack from it from the from the uh, fan base. And then in that coach's show, he's like, "Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm not holding back. I was holding back to protect players 
and, you know, because they had all those transfers and injuries, yeah. and I was waiting for the offense to click, and I was like, I don't care anymore. It's like these kids are going to sink or swim. They've got to keep up. And they, yeah, this, like, this game started, there was the pregame fight, there was the... Well, that wasn't a fight. Not fight, but I mean, yeah, sorry, it's scuffle. Yeah. It was it was a Florida Tennessee, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, it was, it was all, I loved it, because everybody's talking about this team and other teams, like, well, you're right, they didn't talk about us. And, and but pregame stuff, like, this, like, I'm not from there, like, this rivalry, usually nobody gives a crap about, because typically neither team for a while has been anything amazing to talk about. It seemed like a big deal that night. Like they rushed the field to victory. Cool, I love it. They're like, oh, they're they should win. They're three touchdowns. Like, no, it's like have fun. That game was exciting. I wouldn't care who played that game. If that was a game between two zero and nineteen, I was watching it. And that happens. Rush the field. I don't care if it's ten and 0, 4 and six. This game was beyond exciting. Third quarter, eh, even that. But it was there's a. I don't care. This this was this lived up to more of the hype, and nobody thought everybody like bust by fifty, bust by eighty. Yeah. Colorado, CSU lost this game, absolutely. You know, play calling, oh, dis- mm-hmm. discipline. Um, Henry, like, we'll, we'll say it. Henry Blackburn's hit was dirty. There's, there's no question about it. But oh, that was, yeah. It wasn't. That it was like, I keep seeing people call it targeting. That wasn't targeting. I'm sorry. It was late, and he wanted to do something. I don't know if he wanted to do something, but it was a pretty so, vicious so hit. Ju- just for those listening, if you haven't heard the news, he supposedly has a ruptured spleen and is out for four weeks. Mm, I have not. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like you never want to see it, but it's like it's a rivalry game. It's a dirty hit. Shouldn't have happened. I don't shouldn't think it should have happened. Should. But it's like we have seen worse plays. It's like, okay. It sucks. It it's, it's bad. Yeah, it wasn't like he hit him in the head either. He's just diving late to get a guy, I think. Seems like. Yeah. And so that yeah that's that's a way a lot of the a lot of the games just like oh their best one of their best best athlete out there is unavailable and it would have been great I was hoping to watch Tory Hort Tory Horton versus Travis Hunter see how this played out Tory Horton had one what do you have seven I saw in overtime what do you have sixteen catches and one drop is that it I think. yeah I think he was tar- yeah I think it was I think, yeah I think one target and seventeen so for overtime and let's start there I guess well let's go backwards yeah so. This also what's a lot of the lovely about this game. It's back on campus at least for this year because it was. Typically... It's back on campus for the rest of the schedule. That's what I thought. Yeah, when, I remember when they changed it. I remember it was like once a decade. It was weird. Like rarely it'd be back home and forth. And we're canceling the contract. We're doing this. So it's home and home, which is great. But the thing in this game, but actually, let's not go to the very. Let's go to that when they're up eleven. Like I figured they score that they. First, I'm like, well, hold on. I I I go back. I would go back just a step further. Because I want to give a shout-out to Dallin Holker, BYU transfer. Hey, I told people I put him high in my top 50 list for the season. He's going to be a player, and he showed up. I mean, he got got a shout-out from Shannon Sharp on Twitter. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll go back to Tory Horton. He got a DM from Snoop. Ah, was a Snoop hanging out in Colorado, though, I thought. Wasn't he doing that, too? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it was like, Snoop Snoop knows football. He knows football. Yeah. So. Yeah, down Hulk. The fortunate he was the one that unfortunately fumbled, right? Was that the one on him? On him? Yeah, that that was his fumble. Uh, I was fortunate. Um, it was like from I'm, the guy got him from behind, like the, with the no, tackle. no, no. It was it was it was, was direct. It was it was helmet on ball. No, no, that's what I meant. No, I meant he he didn't see it coming. It came from behind. Like if you watch it, it was 
Like we knew the guy's diving to get the ball out, but it's you got to protect. You don't think so? I thought he didn't really see him there. I thought he did, but I could be wrong. I was hold the ball better too, right? Yeah, he he kind of like stretched it out a little. But besides that, he had an amazing game. Like it was. Did I, it was shocker. Like when he transferred to BYU last year, like why are you leaving? Like after three or four games, you're like their best tight end. Like yeah. the guy they have now was hurt, and so he, he was hurt last year. Isaac Rex, he's back playing. And, but like it was weird they transferred. And that's going to be a weapon to watch going forward. Like even Justice Ross Simmons, obviously he's quite a good player. But yeah, Holger did well. So kind of the game, the third quarter. Start off quick. Yeah, the pick six. Like that was not great. So it's like oh no, they well, have. The, Fumble me, return for touchdowns. I, I, All these turnover I, I, touchdowns were crazy and awesome to see. We can we can question the play calling all day, but it was like I started I mean, seeing CSU fans say he should have taken the field goal instead of taking the 15 yards. No, no coach in history would take the points there. That shows you're scared in this in this game. Yeah, like it does suck when people go to 10 points when you take the points. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but you would look like a complete idiot. He, I was thinking that too. I'm like, I was, I was for a minute. I'm like, I'm saying, okay, would there be any chance you would take this? It's the second drive of the, or it's early in the game. You had an interception. Like, you, you go, okay, you're. It's a pretty long field goal because you got 15 yards. It was a 50 yarder, just about, I think. Yeah, I think it was exactly 50. So exactly, I'm like, okay, they moved to the 20. I'm like, okay, whatever. If they get stopped, they'll kick a field goal again, right? What's the harm? Yeah. No, you're right. I, I thought about. I was just trying to think, like, okay, you're. T- allegedly, or I guess not allegedly, but you're officially a three-plus touchdown underdog, four, well, maybe four-touchdown underdog, somewhere in that range. I forget. I think like 24 or something. But it means you're playing scared. I will take points. Our offense can't do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a great play, but I just I was just trying to think, like, why would I take the points just because? Mm-hmm. Like, I figured, if, even if it's the farthest field goal back there, you're 15 yards closer. If you get zero yards, you kick it again, it's easier field goal. So, there's always second guessing, but I did think for half a second, like, would there be any reason you would just take the points? I'm like, no, dummy. Move the ball closer, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, who took over for Clay Millen, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, talk about he him, made, yeah. Yeah, he made freshman mistakes, but the one thing I liked, he came right back. He didn't let it get him down. He threw that pick six, and the very next drive i think it was either the first or the second play he rolls out to his left mm-hmm. and off his back foot throws it 40 yards in the air to lewis brown is he your guy you want the rest of the way yes okay just curious we like clay Millen what he did last year but it was you have a good receiver but if you i don't guy... i don't like we 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 taught we said jay or jay norvell opened up the playbook i don't know if clay millen makes those throws that's the thing I'm saying. Like, oh, like every pass last year was like under the offensive line was great, but was, how many times like, oh, it's a screen team. They throw the short pass or do something like that. And it's like, and we, I guess we're all thinking, maybe a lot of people, oh, the offensive line's not great, so just to get rid of it quick. But I'm like, well, Troy Horton still got the ball down the field a bit last year. But if he makes the throws, and because Millen was like a dump off, short pass, all this, but he looked good. Yeah, three picks, but he had a he had a great day. Like he was finding and, the guys he's supposed to find. And and I mean, so if you look at the score sheet. It's like CU had three sacks. I think mm-hmm. maybe one of those was legit. I think the other two was because he ran out of bounds. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean against CSU? Was, uh, yeah, CU only had three sacks. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, CSU had four, which was great. Yeah, Mokavera's a beast. He sucks that he's gone for a half against Middle Tennessee. Yeah, that's um, not great. But I was like, what else? What was I trying to say? Um, 
I forget what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. It's all good. Like, this game had it all, man. Seven, like, yeah. four turnovers. Like, it's your first day. day. Like, Colorado in the first half had not even 100 yards offense. And we're like, yeah. oh. you, you would think what they've been playing, they would have a lot of it, – it'd be – like, the, end, the score itself at the end doesn't surprise me is that many points. Yeah. But even with overtime, like, going in – with it being as low scoring, and if you see, okay, it's the point total – CU has 90, not even 100 yards at halftime, a total offense. Like, Shadur Sanders is doing nothing, passing the ball. And, like, oh, they're – what's going on? Like, they were terrible on fourth, on third third down Colorado, I'm saying. They had 10 penalties, CSU freaking 17 penalties because there's all sorts of stuff after the play too much yeah. in the first half. It's pretty chippy. So, it was – the yardage is different like that. I don't know if that would have cost them the game really because there's all – it's whatever. But CSU was doing really well tackling in the open field. They were all flowing to the ball because that's where a lot of CU's yards came against both, both TCU and Nebraska. You know, they were mm-hmm. able to break that first tackle and no one was there. Well, look at how many times they try to take on the QB for sack. They're still holding and like he's trying to move and he's breaking away, but they still got him a couple of times. And then like, you know, I remember what I was trying to say. I was like, it was like, well, and I was, I was on Twitter the whole time. I was watching CU freak out about CU fans freak out about them just throwing dinks and dunks over the middle. It was like, well, you guys are scared. Like even Lewis Riddick mentioned it in the broadcast. It was like they were scared of getting beat over the top, but then they couldn't keep up with the speed of CSU either. Yeah, like yeah, that was until that last well, late in the game. But I felt let's kind of move there. There, so let's go back to the field goal where I'm like, Dion, you're at fourth and two and you kick it. What are you doing? Yeah. Or fourth and goal to two. I'm like, that is stupid. It and whatever it doesn't matter. But I'm like, why make them go a hundred yards? Like we'll get to what CSU made Colorado do. Who did it? Like makes Colorado State and a new quarterback played a yeah. crazy stadium. Like why not make them go down? It it worked out for them. But that that started the. I'm like, okay, they kicked the field goal. That's great for Colorado State, obviously. And then it's like, okay, what what's going on here? <laughs> what are we gonna? They go down and score a touchdown. I literally thought twenty eight to seventeen. They're up like, okay, they'll probably get this. Like, get a first down or two, and people know the end result. Field goal, okay, they're up eight. They like just run the clock. You're good. Run the run the clock. Do what you're doing. Move. Get a couple first downs, uh, and then they end up punting on with 206. At that point, did you think that when they punt and, and Colorado gets the ball to two, they're going to win this game, or do you want them to hold the ball to the very end because that's the only way to guarantee anything? Well, that that was the debate on that was the other debate on the CSU boards is like Norvell should have gone for it there. It was like it's fourth and two on the forty five. I it, it is on the plus forty five, but I still don't know if you do that in that situation. Yeah, it's tough. Like and the punt worked out. Like it it worked out. The only reason it didn't work out because CU scored. Like okay, you can debate maybe keep the ball and go for it. That's risky. Here's why I think I'm thinking about it now. Here's why I think he should have done it. You can – there's 0% chance you would lose the game on that drive if they don't get it, which we show when they punt. There's no chance you're – you're not going to lose – if you don't get this, you're not – there's no way you're going to lose – well, you know what I mean? You get my point. That next drive, you can't lose the game because they get the ball in that position. Mm. There's no chance. And so as we mentioned that now, I think that would have been – despite getting – kicking the ball to the two-yard line, I do think going for it would have been – Probably the best call because there's no chance you're losing. Whatever Colorado does on that drive, there's no way you lose the game over time. Yeah, I, depending I think, on after, so maybe. What, I, was I also, what would you do? Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was like, I probably like looking back on it, I probably would have gone 
because like all right let's say they you do get stopped like versus like what the 40 45 versus the two 43 yards you save yeah. 45 seconds mm-hmm. so it was like if they score as fast as they did so there's more time that you could potentially go down the field and kick a field goal yeah or there's 20 seconds so you take one sh- like you take a shot or take a knee down or do something i mean do something the overtime's coming like yeah put it yeah. that way with the with, with the score he should have gone for it so they do kick punt like did you think the defense changed all that much on that last drive because they did seem to get a few different passes downfield a little bit um i think they sat more in zone and i think that was the big thing that's like sanders took apart the zone pretty well um and the, like they just they didn't keep the spy which i think hurt them a lot cuz the first couple the first big chunk plays they got were sanders getting out of the out of the pocket and getting getting down the field they had kept the spy in it maybe would have helped but cu did send five five wide so i could i could see why they didn't but i kind of wish they did i think the real killer unfortunately was the overtime when norvell mm-hmm. on for two so like, i don't i don't think anyone anyone would have had a problem if you didn't make it yeah, it's like you're. It's a it's the same thing like when last year Utah played USC. They don't, well, I guess they're at home, so never mind. Doesn't matter. Or where were they? No, it was at USC. Oh yeah, that's right. It's at USC. That's what I was thinking. Like, no, because nice. no, this year they're in town. Cam Rising, the game back and forth like crazy. Overtime. We're we're gonna win or lose right here. It doesn't matter. This is it. We're on the road. They have a crazy good team. Great quarterback. You only need 25 yards even against their defense. Uh, I just it just just win the game. Like you're on the road. You win, it's over. You take care of business. Nobody cares if you lose this game, coach. You're, I mean, sorry, big like the people expect you to lose the game. A lot of people, it's like it's not. Nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna fault you for doing your team. Well, you want it. Your fans like, okay, we're on the road. This is tough. We were up 11 points just moments ago. Thought we had the game in the bag. Let's go for the win now. So going back and forth yeah. to an offense that's an eight yard. Like when, especially once you get to the two point, you go. To, everybody starts at the five yard line or whatever it is, four yard line. Just go for like I, I so, do it. Just do it, coach. <laughs> yeah, I I think we we've covered enough on this one. I I think we can. I would like to move on, I'm but sorry. I I will say one thing that definitely confused a lot of people and some I didn't realize they changed as well. Do you notice CU went first both times? I saw that because you get to pick what you want to do. Yeah, you didn't used to. You used to alternate. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, cause I didn't see the rules. I was just fast forward to do it. So. But that is that you get to pick what you want to do. So it's, it's, I actually like that a bit. So real quick, not this game, but does this change your confidence level or level of what the Rams could be for the rest of the year? Yes. Cause like how, like how so? I, it's bowl game. It's bowl game robust. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. They're always here right now. Do, I do feel CSU can win. Like they're, I mean, they're underdogs to middle Tennessee already. I mean, it's only two point spread. But it's on the road and they're a pretty good team. Yeah. And I think they can win that game. I think that they're going to beat Utah Tech because Utah Tech isn't that good. FCS. Um, I, and then I can see four wins. Yeah, like Utah State, I can see them winning. If the weird Boise team shows up, they're not great. At UNLV, no. yeah. Air Force, prop. the only games I'd say they're probably not going to win, like the ones that lead toward losing the most are probably – all. In, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Boise in that mix just because, like, you know, if they get things together. But, yeah, Air Force, Wyoming, back-to-back. Jane State, lower, but yeah, interesting. We'll see. Next game, we have, we're going to wrap it up here. New Mexico, okay, two games here. New Mexico State and Mexico. 
man, I want Dale Hopkins to be so good. I don't know if that's going to happen. Then losing 10 points to a not a great Aggies team. Like Hopkins yeah. threw a little okay, but no, like one touchdown wasn't very didn't complete a ton of passes. Their offense was just not. They couldn't score the ball. Like they moved the ball okay running. Like the passing was okay with Hopkins did, but for some reason that New Mexico State defense was able to uh, field goal it up against them, and then also doesn't help you miss field goals, which is dumb. End of the game. Why are they freaking field goals? Go for the ball. Go for points, coach. There's there's three minutes well, left. I, I think minutes. you. No, there was there was 50 seconds left. I remember. There's no, 50 I don't seconds care. Left. Go for it. I think Why what he was thinking was, all right, let me get the field goal. We'll do the onside kick and then we'll then we'll force it. I was like, I, I do think it was the smart play because you know it is it is a two score it is it was a yeah. two score game at that point. So take the points, go for the go for the onside kick. But did he miss it? <laughs> Come on, you do all that miss well, it, right? <laughs> what was it? How big? How long? Twenty nine yarder. Oh yeah. Well, to be like going back to the CSU CU game real quick. I mean, the CU kicker shanked the thirty oh. yarder. Yeah, I hit that with the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that that was uh, Jay Feely's son. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jay Feely. You're probably kick him out of family, right? He's, he can't make those kicks. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> but in this game, like they go fourth and goal and seven field goal. They fumble the ball. They they turn the ball over. They what they did? Yeah, this missing field goals. It was kicking field goals. Yeah. And New Mexico State's not good. Like they're they're maybe a touch better with thoughts. But, I mean, they weren't. They, to be fair, they were a bowl team last year. But, yeah, but yeah. so far they've been not impressive. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Do we need to include New Mexico in the best offensive line? Only one sack allowed. <laughs> uh, maybe. Hold you on. Can, uh, you can say that. Let, okay. let me double check how many sacks New Mexico State has on the year. <laughs> is it their first one? Let's double check. Hold on. ESPN stat pages don't aren't always the best. Let me. No, CFP stats only. No, they have five. Go okay. to the ESPN, they have five. So that's uh, about their average. But yeah. it re- but this game, there's not too much. Whatever, it's Lobos. So let's give some positive things they did. Like, Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt ran the ball a bit well. He had five yards of carry. Dylan Hopkins wasn't terrible, just under 50%. That's the only problem. Defense only – like, we we say it funny. Oh, they gave him 27 points. It's a great defense. It's actually not too bad. Like, the Mexico State couldn't move the ball on third down ever. They uh, they didn't turn the ball over, so that didn't help the Lobos defense there to do do their thing. But the way this game ended was that Lobos defense second quarter failed them miserably with 17 points, and that's kind of what happened. And overall, like there's a little bit we're seeing, but dude, you got to beat New Mexico State if you're going to show some improvement here, Coach Gonzalez, because yeah. you might be uh, sitting on that uh, hot burner pretty soon. Yeah. Final game. Hey. Well, do we have? Three oh, more, sorry, actually. dude. Wait, three more? Did I miss something here? Oh, crap. We I missed know. Hawaii, Oregon. Uh, there's no re- – 55-10. That's all I need to know. Terrible. Moving right. on. Sorry. My, figured we should at least mention it. My screen my – screen, again, I always tell Matt, why do I use ESPN.com for random stuff to check box scores? I should go somewhere else where it's more reliable. I always skip around and miss things, as you probably list, know, listeners. Fresno State, Arizona State. And then we have Kansas State. We'll make it quick here. We'll wrap it up. Fresno State, 29-0. Are they your number one team, Josh, in the power? Yes. Absolutely yes. I mean that's two P five wins. I don't I don't care if Arizona State was missing half their starters. That's two P five wins. It is. You had it's a shutout for probably the best defense of the conference. Yeah, this game was. I'm looking like okay, 10-0, 16-0. Like the offense was 
being workmanlike out there. But the defense, five sacks, five TFLs, four pass breakups. Um, we can we can we can include uh, Josh. The worst offensive line could be with Fresno potentially. Yeah, six sacks. six sacks and eight TFLs. So that's not great. Uh, I mean, Arizona Arizona State had eight turnovers. I know we even mentioned that. I just I forgot, I forgot that I saw it in the league like eight. Five five interceptions and three fumbles. Is that plus eight? Like one of the has to be one of the biggest in a long time. That has to. We could probably tweet somebody and ask. And let us know. But they put it in. They brought in Drew Pine. Was it he had a where's that last year? Notre Dame. I think so. You had Jacob Conover, who's like QB four at BYU, came because Dillingham used to be like his high school coach or something. All throwing picks. Trent Burgo, and that's how you say his name. One point six yards rushing for Arizona State. This game. I have a question. You're plus eight and only win by. By this margin, why are you not winning fifty to zero Fresno State? That's a good, that's a slight concern, right? If you're plus eight, you don't score twenty eight points. What did they touchdown? They field goal, field goal, three field three field goal. goals, three field punt. goals off turnovers, missed a field, field goal, goal two missed field goals, missed field goal, field goal, punt, field goal, punt, twelve punt. points off turnovers. That's it. Yeah. It's, oh man, that's. That's not great. Like the, def- the Arizona State defense did provide some resistance when it was getting close to uh, on those fourth, third, and fourth down situations. Yeah. As far as so that is a that is something where you might keep keep a little caution. But this game was just a nice blowout. Eric Brooks had a solid game. You had uh, Elijah Gilliam do reasonably well, but the running game overall, I guess, is Zach yardage. But three and a half yards of carry is not great. Malik Sherrod did pretty good, but I'm. Waiting to see. I want to see what Fresno State can do when they get a conference play because they're three zero. I think they should be ranked. I don't care. Like I don't care who's out, but they go to Kent State next week, so they should be fine. Nevada. That Fresno Wyoming game on the road will be quite interesting in a couple weeks. Yeah, it definitely will. All right, final game of the weekend. I'm safe to say, right? Kansas Nevada. Is that right? Are we good? Yes. <laughs> yes. Who on one to ten? What's more shocking that okay, I, I know your answer, but if you look at the two two games, Colorado State, Colorado, Kansas, Nevada, I'm gonna say that Kansas Nevada is more shocking that it was that close. Oh, absolutely. Hold on. I think I think there were turnover issues in this game too. Uh well it was only two like <laughs> Nevada fumbled five times and only lost none. It's good for them, yeah. Zero fumbles. Wow. They had no they had no turnovers. Zero plus one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but hold on to the dang ball, guys. It's like, yikes! That's some extreme fumble luck that will probably, who knows, if it'll change later. I do think, I do think part of the thing was for Kansas at least um, coming to the Pacific timeline. I know we keep going back to um, CU CSU, but one of the things that Norvell did was so CSU usually has practice at eight in the morning. What he did instead was have practice at eight at night. And I, I kind of want to know what Kansas did. Like, were they just not prepared for how late this game was? Yeah, I've done that before. Like, when I was in college, the swim team, we'd have random Saturday morning beats, but we always practice, like, late afternoon, 4 or 5 o'clock. So, like, okay, we'll do a couple Saturday stuff that's trying to get in the groove to figure that out when it, when that time comes. But, yeah, because it, it was, what, 8, 8.30 Pacific time? Yeah, and something it's like only, that. It's only, but Kansas is only one time zone. Oh, I guess two. Yeah, it'd be 10.30. Thinking Kansas is so west, but um, there could be a, 
Oh, no, I meant, no, I meant their own. So, like, within the central time zone, they're west. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's all I was going to say. My mistake. No, but, like, but overall, like, Kansas, okay, it's 10 10 halftime. Again, safety with San Jose State, third quarter, not great. We're giving up 14 points. And they moved the ball okay. Like, that third, like, when they went all those touchdowns in that third quarter, it was getting pretty exciting there. But it was just, when you look at what we want to see, you got Brendan Lewis as the quarterback, where he, like, Nevada didn't put up a ton of. Like he scored, had no touchdowns, but he was if uh, he was um, reasonably efficient, but no downfield. Like he was only 100 plus yards. Like he ran it for 50, but like he did get those two rushing touchdowns, which were huge. But if they're gonna want him to actually be a player and throw the ball, you got to do a bit. I don't. What does Nevada want to be, Josh? Like they're not. They're, I don't think they're too much of a old running team before, like with Chris Hall and stuff, and before like the pistol and different I, things. But I don't think they know. I mean, we'd have to ask Brandon. But I don't think they know what they want to be. <laughs> That's a good point. And hey, if you don't know what you are and you almost beat a pretty good team, that's not the worst thing in the world. What do you mean? So, I mean, I'm looking at the, the game cast right now for the game. Kansas yeah. had a win probably, but the lowest win probability they had was 73.2%. Well, the thing is, they never trailed on this game, right? No, I believe it. Yeah, it was tied. Tied, that's it. Yeah. So, but, so this is this is actually kind of funny looking at all the touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> all of them except for one were under five yards. <laughs> I did not know. So that. Kansas three yard run, Nevada three yard run, Kansas one yard yeah. run, Nevada six yard run, Kansas one yard run, <laughs> Nevada two yard run, Kansas three yard run. Yeah, that's. But then if we go to the end, so they have to do the Colorado thing as well. They're at the one yard line, go nine to go ninety nine yards. <laughs> that not end well. That's hard, right? Like yeah. they only they only move the twenty yards out there, and then that's that's dude. this performance. I, lo- I like it because like if, if we talked about Brandon Blake who does our Nevada stuff. Like if we know who they are, but Kansas should be pretty good. They're undefeated. They have Jalen Daniels, amazing quarterback. They have good running backs as well, like all first team Big Twelve type of guys. So. This result's nice for them. It's good. It's be- uh, Dude, they lost by two-plus touchdowns to Idaho last week. I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glossing at something else. <laughs> what do you got? They had, um, so going back to the, the CSU-Nevada game last year, they had 18,000-something people there for that game. You know, okay. it's a revenge game, whatever. They're all hyped up for it. Yeah. Like, no one shows up. I don't know how accurate this is. All the attendance? Yes. <laughs> ESPN lists attendance 100%. at 24,000 for a 30,000-seat stadium. That's not 100%. That's like 120%. 100 in, that's 133%. Essentially. That's almost 150 40%. Yeah, I just keep going up. Yeah, like, wait a minute, 30. Yeah, that's uh... – <laughs> who are they selling tickets to, Pete, there? Yeah, I don't – That is hilarious, but – but yeah, what's yeah, that's funny. But this is a good showing for them because I was expecting the limbs was like forty eight to six. And so keeping well, it one touchdown is nice. I don't think Kansas is what are they is it Kansas is three and oh. Yeah. They're okay. I don't think they're as good as people thought, but they're still they beat uh Illinois, which Illinois not, is not that good. Yeah, Missouri State, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens next week when they play BYU and then they gotta play Texas. Yeah. So they're not bad, but for Nevada's purposes I'm fine. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Anything else to add to our, our slate of games? Thank you for helping out this week too, man. Uh, no, I think we're all good. We just got to, I think 
I don't think we can deter- I know we were joking about determining best online, but I think we gotta wait for conference play for that. Yeah, that that's interesting. Like everybody's giving up sacks for the most part, all these teams. So all right, man. Thanks for joining here. Everybody, thanks for listening. MWR.com, find all of our stuff we write about, everything we do. It's Josh does some bet stuff, CSU stuff, some bull projections or bull darts I make later today. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, just uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll get you next time when we preview all these games. It's uh, week four is next. <laughs>